Support for this episode is brought to you by SipTequila.com. If you haven't ordered from them, what are you waiting for? I just did a private tasting event and there was a group of people from the UK. They loved what they tasted and asked how can they get a bottle so that they can take it back home with them. They were leaving in a few days so I knew I didn't have much time. We went on Sip's website right there and they ordered some tequila with next day shipping. They couldn't believe how fast it was and they had an incredible experience. If you're looking for amazing tequila shipped direct to your door, you can trust SipTequila.com. Whatever your craft may be, be great, never quit, and God shall bless your path. These are the words that are at the foundation of number one tequila. While the guys behind the brand are full of humor, their tequila is made the right way to honor Mexico and their family. We're going to hear their story and walk through their entire lineup on this episode of the Agave Social Club Podcast, hosted by me, Doug Price. Welcome to the show. This is the Agave Social Club Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Price. I'm here today with legendary comedians, Ron White and Alex Raimundo and their brand, Number One Tequila, as well as CEO of the brand and partner, Rich Espy. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an honor to have you. Thank you, Doug. Great job, man. Great job. I really had no idea how professional you would be because uh, I've watched the podcast before. But I got to tell you, you're pretty slick, man. You know, and I, I know how important it is. And uh, people go to a little trouble to be a good host. I, I can already tell you're a good host. I'm ready for this. Well, thank you. Well, guys, glad to have you here. Ron and Alex, you, you guys are both professional storytellers. And, and I believe tequila and Mexico, for that matter, it, it's got a beautiful story to tell. Before we get into number one tequila, Ron, you, you've had a friendship with Alex going back to the 80s. How, how did you guys first meet? You know, it's it, it actually makes such a good story. It sounds like a lie. But the truth of the matter is, I was... <laughs> I was a drunk, and, <laughs> and he was on his way to becoming one. Uh, I started doing stand-up comedy uh, September 17th, 86, and uh, it was really nerve-wracking to do the first time, you know, the first few times, making very nervous. And, yeah. Uh, I went to the bar and ordered a Budweiser and a shot of tequila, and Alex Ramundo handed me the beer and the shot of tequila. He was the bartender at the Funny Bone Comedy Club, where I started stand-up really? 38 years ago. According to him, I never paid for it, so I still owe him some money. <laughs> and I, I did stand up. I know there's kind of an argument between us because it was so long ago. You know, I, I don't know when I went on the road in about two years into it as a mental act, and then Alex started doing stand up about six months after I did, and then he and I just went out on this tour that we made up. It was a Joy to the World tour. We'd get in his Toyota truck or my Nissan truck with a bench vinyl seat that would bend you over the steering wheel after 50 miles but we'd drive 800 miles and uh to atlanta and uh do a one-nighter and then drive uh, 75 miles and uh do another one-nighter and then we would do that all year long alex was a tequila drinker from birth right because he was born in mexico and that's just part of your birth right there is you don't have to drink you can start with real <laughs> liquor, you know, that, that people should drink. Uh, I, I drank scotch for, you know, 25 years. The better the scotch, as my paycheck improved. And, uh, you know, when I finally, you know, I drank part-time anything, but mostly uh, good scotch. And uh, from, you know, motivation and what listens, what people said, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe it is tequila I should be drinking. And I always liked it. And my friend owns Patron and, uh, uh, John Paul DeJoria and uh, later in life, not back then. We didn't know anybody with any money, but the, I think I was the <laughs> guy we knew and I was making 500 a week. So I guarantee it was uh, the development stage of uh, both our careers that have spanned all these decades. You know, we were doing, you know, people go out to LA so they can get, you know, three, four minute sets a week. We were doing long sets, nine a week, every single week and getting, all the stage in time, you know, it, we, I'm not even sure we knew how important that was, but it was essential to our development as entertainers and uh, uh, and the reason we both got to where we were. So before long, he went off with the Latin Kings of Comedy, which was a really difficult group to get in. Uh, number one, you had to be really good. And number two, you had to be Latin. I'm like, I don't see any way around this. I'm, I'm going to have to go another way. <laughs> Jeff started the Blue Collar Comedy Tour 
you know, all this in, you know, kind of in step with the Kings of comedy, which came out first. And we saw the huge yeah. numbers that they were doing and thought, ah, let's put a group of people together and uh, go out and make a stand. So we did, and it worked for both of them, you know, for Alex and me. And, but anyway, after just years of, of just having a really fun friendship that spanned decades, probably 10 or 12 years, I don't even know how long ago, really for health reasons as much as anything, kind of switched over to drinking nothing but tequila. And uh, and I saw the benefits of that, I mean, just right away. I looked better. I felt better. I wasn't drinking any less, that's for sure. Then he introduced me to this tequila, and uh, I thought that's the, literally, I told him, I said, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. Now, not just yeah. tequila, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. Years later, you know, I had, I, I quit drinking, so I don't drink anymore. But still to this, this day, and not that I don't always feel like it, because I sure did today. You know, because I read that, and, you know, you, you are a founder and a part owner of a tequila brand and, and you gave up drinking uh, a few years ago. And, and I think there's a lot of respect in that. I, I've heard you in, in interviews say, you know, e each person gets a certain amount of liquor in their life. And yeah. You're I drink yours, but you're still passionate about it and, and you still love the culture of Mexico and, and for you to continue. I mean, I heard you also say you didn't stop selling tequila. You just stopped drinking it. Right. Alex, I know this is, this is more than just a tequila for you. Uh, there's a deep connection to your, your Mexican culture, as well as paying homage to your father, who I know he's the one that taught you about, you know, good quality tequila was, was wanting to have your own tequila brand, something that throughout, I mean, you always wanted to do, or, or how did this come about? No, I, I didn't always want to have my own tequila brand. I always did drink tequila. And even in high school, you know, my friends would have eight, nine beers and I'd have one and a half. I just was never a beer drinker. I just, I didn't like the way it filled me up. And I discovered tequila at an early age and uh, I just knew I loved it. And when we stumbled across this distillery, and again, Ron and I, you know, we spent all that time that, as he mentioned, together. Uh, and then he went on to the Blue Collar Tour. I went to the Latin Kings. So we didn't see each other for a long time, but we still connected. We'd talk every once in a while. We'd see each other in the Arlington Club. But but in 08, when both of us quit working with those groups of guys on the regular, uh, Tater and I, Tater gave me a call and said, why don't we get back together and, and start up the Joy to the World Tour now in front of two and 3,000 people at a time. And, and my wife said to me, is it, is it just like old times? I said, it is, except for now there's nice shit everywhere because we were broken back in the day. And, and we were just having fun. And, and I convinced Ron to go down to Mexico at one time just to because I had him drinking tequila, you know, a little bit. And we weren't there to own a company. We just stumbled across this distillery and we'd been to several that day. Okay. Uh, we had a good buzz on, but when we when we stumbled across Rivesca, uh, is a, which is owned for almost a century now by the Rivetta family, yeah. they own their own fields. Ron said it earlier, but my word, the words that came out of my mouth were, "That's the best tequila I've ever had in my life." And I was a tequila. I consider myself a tequila connoisseur. I've had plenty of t labels that I like, but I don't like everything they make. Um, and there's way more tequila brands that I don't like. But when we drank this one, again, I said, that's the best I've ever had all four expressions. And, and Ron made his statement that it was the best drink of liquor he'd ever had. And, and then I just posed the question to the gentleman in front of him, because in Mexico, this tequila is called Regalo de Dios. It's a little bit different. It's 38% alcohol, 70, 76 proof rather than uh, the 40 and 80. And I said, what do you call this in America? Because uh, I'm, I'm a well-known comedian and my friend is a super famous comedian. And we'd like to share it with people. And he said, we don't have a U.S. presence, so we don't call it anything over there. And I could uh, I could hear my father's voice from the grave saying, no says pendejo, which means don't be a dumbass. Yeah. And, and, and one thing people should know about Tater and I, besides that, that we love fun and love leading people to fun, is we're both businessmen at the same time. And we just couldn't let that rest. You know, we had no idea what it meant to be in the alcohol industry, but we just... We are passionate about what we do. And we said, you know what, let's let's give this a try right there. Did you start having those conversations with them to go, hey, let's see if we could bring this to the U.S. Or did you come home and you guys think about it and come together a little bit? And they looked at me because they were they were, you know, we were just two guys who walked in. And, and they were like, yeah, yeah, they had their family run operation. They said, look, I've got to talk to my brothers yeah. and this and that. And they didn't they didn't just say sure, because they were not really looking to do that. You guys were tipsy. They, they were questioning everything. It took a, it took a while. But, but one thing that Alex is, is is he's passionate and they could immediately see that passion in his face. So they, they had a 
and yeah. then, and then uh, you know he's he's also handsome. He's you know people people he's got charisma. I quit hitting on me. People are drawn yeah. towards Alex. They always <laughs> have been. And uh, but it still took a while, and I don't even remember how long. What I did was I I made them the promise that I would put the same heart and passion into speaking of this tequila as they do into making it, and they're artists. And when I convinced them of that, they said, "You know what? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let you do this." And uh, and then we dove in, and and when I say we dove in, I live in Louisville, Kentucky. I brought some blank bottles, and I knew some people in the bourbon industry, and I was just thinking, well, maybe they'll see it and take over it, and I didn't I didn't know how to do yeah. it. But uh, I got the audience of Bill Samuels from Maker's Mark, and and he he sat with me in a in a tiny little club and drank tequila with me. And he looked at me at one time and he said, "Young man, you have something extremely special here." Wow! And I said, "I know it." And then he uh, he kind of opened his book and shared uh, some names of people that I could talk to in this alcohol industry. And 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 what I realized right away is that. This alcohol industry is very similar to show business. The the bottle is the star. The distributors are the, are the agents, and so there were some parallels. And so Ron and I had a little, um, you know, we had a little boost in that sense. And 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 again, we we just wanted to share it, and it was, which is what we did. And we started this with a with a with a tiny little budget, and uh, but we're passionate. We're and we're serious about as like we like to say, we're relentless and sincere yeah. with our commitment to the party. And you guys are hands-on. I mean, you're not just passing this off. We're you know, you got Rich in there doing a lot of the work, but you guys are, are very hands-on with really sharing the story to your audience. To tell you the truth, I thought it would be way easier than it has been, the alcohol business. I thought it'd be a pushover. <laughs> we won some medals. I figured they'd be flocking over here, right? We realized that we needed a deeper connection to the industry and the work, and we needed an adult in the room and uh and that's when we uh, that's when we started talking to Grandpa Rich Espy, <laughs> the, the founder of all things tequila and any kind of liquor in uh, the state of Nevada. And luckily, you know, he he saw the potential in, in what we were doing, and because we already knew, we already understood what he could do because everything that we had done so far in that in that in that state had been done by Rich Espy in one day. Just keep us from being thrown out of the state by Southern. Yeah, uh, because our numbers weren't good enough yeah. to yeah. to finding us a distributor, customers, everything done in one day. Where that was our biggest state overnight because of Rich Espy and the fact that we got him to come on board with us. And you know that's one of those things. If you if you keep your eyes open all the time, you will find coincidences that are not coincidences. And, yeah. uh, but you just have to look for them all the time. And uh, and so we we believe that Rich was sent by the devil. That's <laughs> he was wearing a weird costume. I let him in. You know what do you do, Rich? You you eventually come on as partner and CEO of the brand, and it sounds like you know you've had a long career in the alcohol industry. You had known these guys. How did you first meet them? And, and then kind of tell me a little bit about your day to day. We we talked a little bit before we started this that you know you're you're tomorrow you're visiting stores. I mean you are again hands on sharing this story. But but how did you first really get hooked up? up with these guys and, and tell me a little bit about your role with the brand. Well, it was a call from MGM just saying, hey, we're going to introduce you to someone. We want you to look at their tequila. Uh, they're not happy where they're at. And which at that point in time, I, I had a pretty big tequila portfolio, wasn't all that interested. But when MGM calls, when you live in Nevada, you, you answer the phone. And and then Ron yep. got on the phone with me and said, hey, I'm going to send you some samples and let me know what you think. And I brought my leadership team in and we all sat around and tried it. And I was ready to pick it apart. And we all looked at each other and we're looking around going, this is really good. This is really nice. And this is something special. And the other thing is they're good guys. And they, they, they're very much engaged. And what I was looking for is somewhere along the line, people were trying to take the fun out of the alcohol business, whether the big companies were coming in and turning it into just big business and this industry was built and run by C students forever. And C students are known for having fun. So I just reached a stage in my life where let's go out, let's try to do this, let's have some fun. But this is a good product. It's, it's got great packaging. And the story, it's a true good core story. Alex and Ron going to Mexico, the conversations with Alex with his father uh, that they had in Mexico, and just talking about the heritage of Rivesca. This is real bricks and mortar, 
and it's and it's a good product. And so I fell in love with it right away. And what I fell in love with these two guys is saying, we're going to do two things. We're going to make great tequila, and we're going to have fun. And if we're not doing those two things, we're not going to do it. And that just lit yeah. me up because I said I was the stage in my life. It's like life's too short, A, to drink, poor products. And it's also too short not to enjoy yourself along the way. So we, we've got this number one tequila made at Nam. 1531, Destilleria Revesca, Don Juan Alejandro was the inspiration for the name of number one. Tell me about Juan Alejandro. That is a merger of two true stories. And this is really, really fun to me. The, on, on, on the neck of every bottle, I put the face of, of my father. Yeah. Right? And, and when you go to the distillery, they have a picture, probably as big as, big as I have the Beatles here, of uh, Juan Rivera the founder of their distillery. Okay. And I'm telling you, they look almost identical except for the pencil mustache that their, their ancestor has. And again, I convinced them to let us do this by talking to them and showing them my heart and passion. But as I got to know their family, I got to know that who they are and they are all heart and passion. And, and they told me the story of their ancestor. And so that story of Juan Alejandro is the merger of their ancestor and my father. You know, because my father is the one that actually said, whatever your craft may be, be great and don't quit. And their commitment to what they do. And so I kind of put those two stories together and, and, and which is weird because both of them had the first name Juan. And also Juan is the number Juan comes from a joke in one of my shows. And it was just as, as Ron said earlier, coincidences, they're not coincidences. We take it all very seriously. And as you guys were forming this and, and coming up with it, Ron, you guys working together going, hey, you know, we like this bottle design. We like the name. What was it? Did it all just seamlessly go through or were you guys, you know, two, two guys going through to, to make it right? And what was that process like? I kind of played the devil's advocate most of the time. And uh, I wasn't sold on the name at first. And uh, the bottle I was sold on, and, and that's the same bottle basically that they use for Regalo Los Dios. I gave the, the name a while. I was actually in a liquor store one time and this little, you could any, they sold a lot of things in there. So it was a little kid and they were looking at tequila and she goes, number one, <laughs> I like that one. And I'm like, well, I was wrong <laughs> because I never heard anybody say anything about any of the other names, but I knew also just how, how crucial and important the name of the product is, you know? So I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Are, are we sure? And that's it. And to this day that, you know, the, I think the world's getting more and more uh, used to the name. And yeah, I mean, be beautiful bottle. And, you know, Alex, I love that you're honoring your your father with this. And I'm sure your family's proud. I mean, again, to, to go back to, you know, you're here in the U.S., but have so, so many so many roots and so much heritage in Mexico and, and to honor your father. And, and this bottle, I mean, this is, you know, to me, this is like a pina here. And and yeah. to see it, you know, Ron, I, I've seen videos of you on stage and and this XA bottle is is right there. And, and it looks elegant. It looks like something that if I had a, you know, a liquor cart and some nice office with some nice glassware, I would want a bottle like this. Oh, just yeah. Because it goes, oh, that's something, something interesting. Yeah. We got it placed in some pretty big movies because of the way that label looks, especially that black one. It was in Peppermint. It was a horrible movie. And the worst people on earth were drinking our tequila, but at least it was our tequila. They were like these cartel people but they love number one tequila and uh, okay. there was shootouts around the bottle they showed it about eight times so they're like oh well, well hey you'll take it yeah yeah absolutely we'll take it was that rich's hard work did, did rich make that make that happen uh, actually the the way that happened uh was uh we got a call we got a call from the producers of a star is born and they said, we're going to remake A Star is Born. And somebody saw your bottle and they would like to use your bottle in the movie. Is that OK with you guys? And we said, absolutely. And this is three years before the movie came out, which turned into an agent calling us and saying, hey, we can place your bottle in other movies. And, and now we've been in Modern Family, Fast and Furious. We were even in an episode of The Family Guy in, in an animation, <laughs> you know, in the bosses. You know, the, he's got bottles in the in the back of his office, and there's one that you, that's a number one Blanco bottle, no doubt. And so it's 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 fun. You know, we um, I <laughs> uh, our bottles have been to many festivals, 
and they've and they've always taken top three honors blind taste test we've uh we've been to uh, uh six festivals we've walked away with two bronze two silver 13 gold and a platinum but one of our one of our gold medals is shared by all the bottles for uh, best package which i love telling girls we have a gold medal for best package but they you know that was really exciting too and we started we we really don't enter contests anymore because how many can you put on the poster? But but we did at first, and uh, and and we just won medal after medal, and to have the experts agree with us, you know, we were jumping up and down like a junior high schoolgirls, you know, with a secret, just yelling, and no, oh, it was just so much fun. But to this day, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Yeah, it's important to you guys. This is real deal. This is you know, we we have this idea of you know quote unquote celebrity tequila and and for better or for worse you guys do fall into that category but this is not something that you guys said hey we need to have a tequila in our portfolio yeah. this is something that that means something to you guys and so to go out there and to see people and you know to have it on your tours and and you've got lifelong fans that you now get to go hey let me introduce you to this story this is this is different than than maybe my comedy this is a different heritage but let me introduce you to this and that's a pretty special thing yeah it was definitely not a money grab and, uh, and, and it was important to us. And, and as Ron likes to say, well, we were going to be drinking anyway. <laughs> and, and it, and it is, it's, I, I gotta tell you, it's so fulfilling to be sitting any town USA as, as, as Ron and Rich and I have now and be having a good time. And our bottle is sitting on our table and, and, and that's, that's just a great thrill and we're just wanting to share it. We all, you know, we always say we're not selling anything. We're just trying to share the mood that we're in with everybody, which is a really good one because tequila is what you want to drink if you want to be in a good mood. I, I take great pride in knowing that uh, that when we started this journey in 2011, by 2013, we had our first bottles at, at Riveska Distillery. I asked them, I said, how many people work here full time? And they said, when we're to full tilt, it's 14. And now... Uh, they employ between 70 and 80 people. Yeah. And I, I take great pride Special. in that. Special, yep. My, my least favorite thing is to be a celebrity tequila and be judged against other celebrity tequilas because I want to be judged against every tequila in the market. Yeah. Because the 14 gold medals that we have won were not celebrity competitions. Those were full on whoever brought the tequila out. We don't care about other celebrities tequilas. We judge it against any tequila made anywhere in any price. You know, that's just something that we feel strongly about, that it's too bad that it's a celebrity tequila that we're shoved off into that batch of garbage, which most of it is. So, Doug, one thing I do as we're going out across the country and selling, and Ron has been really adamant with me on this, is sometimes Rich just shut up and let him drink it. Because we're not talking about all the other things why they should drink this tequila because of some social influence or because of some other thing. We want someone to drink our tequila because what's in the bottle. So sometimes we just open up the bottle, pour a glass, let them drink it, and then we start the conversation. And then they realize we're the real deal, that this is juice first, everything else second. And we have a lot of pride with that. And I'll tell you that what my favorite part is usually when people taste it and we say nothing, two phrases come out of their mouth. And one is either, that's the best tequila I've ever had, or... I'm not a tequila drinker, but, and, and, and I love it. And because that really reassures exactly what Ron and I had said, you know, in the beginning. But a celebrity tequila is exactly what we're not. Because most of those, yeah, let's we're just not. go find some booze somewhere, stick it in a bottle, throw it in the marketplace, see if we can sell it later. That's not what we did. We found a, a tequila that we thought was extraordinary, and we built a, a, a business around it. You know, it's the exact opposite of a celebrity tequila. Yeah, and, you know, Sammy Hagar's been on the show, and he said the same thing. You know, I, I hate that I fall into this yeah, celebrity so. category. And people ask me all the time about, well, what do you think about this brand? And your guys' brand, a few other quote-unquote celebrity, I go, those are tequilas you need to try. Those are worth, because Ron, as you said, a lot of the celebrity ones, it's not something they're real passionate about. They just saw an opportunity and they went for it. Uh, but but you guys are always on my radar and my list to tell people that this is one that, that you need to try. And I could see how you guys are going, hey, judge us as a tequila and period. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll go up against anybody. Blind taste test. They don't know who I am. They don't know who anybody is. They don't know what the bottle looks like. And uh, we walk away with a bunch of trophies. And 
I don't know that we shouldn't still do that, but we, we I mean, we don't, we don't do it anymore. But I mean, but a lot, one of the times we, we just sent in the tequila and, and we didn't even have to go. And, and that was a Mexican spirits <laughs> competition in uh, San Diego. We won everything, including best in show for packaging. We were dancing in the streets. I'm like, I told you. We were on the golf course. Ron and I were on the golf course and we kept getting phone calls saying, you want another medal? You want another medal? You want yeah, another that's right. Medal? That's right. We were. It was fun. It's been fun. This distillery, this is in the Valley, which, uh, you know, this is going to play into that microclimate, that soil for the agaves. You know, we've got that volcano there. Uh, Ron and Alex, do you guys remember, I mean, Alex, I know you, you've been there throughout your entire life, but uh, going into that area, what, what was it like, Ron? What was it like for you the first time you went there? I know you guys were going to some different distilleries, but but for you, do you remember that moment of really seeing, because there's Mexico and that's different than going into Jalisco and, you know, because there's only certain, you know, there's five states where we're producing tequila. And, and so that might be different than Cabo or something like that. But what was that like when you first got there and you saw, man, these agaves with these giant pancas and and what, what was that like for you? I don't know if you know this, but I lived in Mexico for three years, before, way before I ever got into tequila. And so I've always had a deep love. Uh, I lived in a shabby border town, Reynosa, Mexico. Uh, and, uh, and I had the time of my life there. I loved the people, the culture, the food, the tequila. So, And then my best friend uh, is, is, a, is a Mexican national. And uh, and so in his family, I know real well, we were connected through a relationship at one time and there we'd have these things for Thanksgiving and there'd be like five people from my family and 45 people from Alex's family. Every part of Mexico that I see now, you know, I, we, we love San Miguel and uh, we go down there a lot. And, but to see the, the plants and the volcano, you know, just all, it all made me smile, you know. To go to tequila and go through the theme park that is Cuervo, you know. It's got restaurants and auto museums, and I'm like, it was amazing. I'm like, boy, wouldn't that be fun if one day we could have a really nice distillery down there and, you know, a place to stay and, you know, a place we could be proud of. And and I tell you, the, the distillery where it's made now is, is really, really nice. We can have some tourists now. It was not so nice when we started. Uh, it made great tequila, but, it, you know, they, they, they didn't have any... Uh, it wasn't too fancy. Well, you guys probably helped them grow. I mean, just like the employees, you, you guys helped them, gave them that opportunity to grow and to update and, and to change some things around, I bet. We did. They've really, really made it nice. Um, and, 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 I, and as Ron refers to that first time that we, uh, that we went, Ron, was it the second time that we went to the, that we went to the Cuervo Distillery? I'm not going to lie because we had already jumped into this. And when, we, when you visit the Cuervo Distillery, it's humbling. It's, I mean, like as Ron said, there, it's like a theme park. You could, you could host five big weddings and you wouldn't know that they were yeah. going on. And for the first time, I felt a little overwhelmed. And I remember looking at Ron going, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get you into this. <laughs> I don't know what we're up against. And he said, brother, we're going to still have a good time. And I, and I told him, I said, we're not trying to beat these guys. We're trying to beat these guys. And Rich, Rich, I imagine you've, I mean, through all your years in, in the industry, you, you've, you've been down there multiple times. And I mean, for you, that, that place has got to be a special place. Again, when it's, when it's family run for many years and, and these smaller distilleries, you walk in, I'm sure it's a pretty special place for you to, to go and visit. That's the word I use is pride. This is someone's yeah. family. It's their heritage. It's their, you know, the, so when anything that they do, there is pride. So there's not shortcuts that are taken. And they're not going to compromise quality for mass production. There's only so much we can do. And we're okay with that. And one of the funny lines Ron and Alex used to say to me is, Rich, we make enough for us to drink. And if we have some left over we can sell, that's great. They're, you know, it's doing something for the right reason. And I think people appreciate that. Because uh, there's companies that break more than we'll produce. But we're okay with that because we just want to make the best tequila we can possibly make. Honor heritage to like Alex's father and when we go somewhere with our friends with our family that we're making the best product we can possibly make and that is enough for us it really is now we want to make money somewhere down the road and we want you know more people to fall in love with us what makes you stand out what makes you different and the thing that we keep hanging our head on is we have good quality we're very proud of what we're making and we're going about this what we feel is the right way now 
we want it to go as fast as possible at times, but there's only so much we can make. And, and I'm sure, I mean, even just coming out of COVID, you know, a lot of people were drinking a lot more, especially aged expressions. And and you guys, you know, we'll, we'll get into your tequilas and the production, but but you've got some extra añejos and that's time in the barrel that you can't rush it. When when you aren't cutting corners, time is time. You, you just can't rush it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure for you guys going, hey, man, we want to get this out, but... We, we've got to wait another year. We've got to wait another three years. Uh, and, and that's, you know, something to you just have to be patient with. You know, that's one of the things that I love about uh, um, uh, Nestor Rivetta, our master distiller, and is he's an artist. And and, and we and we we never uh, rush the process. Yeah. So we understand what it is. But even if we did. And if I, if Ron and I and Rich went in there and said, "Hey, you know what? If, if if we if we just pull these plants in four years instead, and then buy a diffuser and do this and do that," he would kick us out. Yeah, he would he would he would remove us from the property because that's not what he does. That's not what he told us he would do, and that's not what we said we would allow him to do. He said because in the beginning he said, "I make tequila the way my ancestors did, and I don't cut corners, and we own our own fields." Uh, between all their families and they, and there's a lot of times and, and you know this Doug a lot of times uh, the plants don't produce the sugar content yep. that is what they're searching for and those plants they sell to other distilleries and so we you know he he does as rich uh, you know mentioned earlier they they do not compromise integrity for mass production and i think that's one of the things that Ron and i just love about him and, and rich as well uh, but Ron and I love it because we're artists. If, if someone came to us and said, hey, if you do this, you know, and you, 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 could, you could make more money. That's not what we're here for. I mean, we, we'd like to make money and, and we will one day with this company. And, and, and but but that that's where's the heart there? Yeah, this you know, the successful tequila brands, you know, they're the ones that are able to tell a story. And, and you guys are professional storytellers. I had a good friend of mine who's who's a brand owner. He, he once told me facts tell and stories sell. For you guys uh, as as comedians, how, how have you used humor to influence your approach with this? Because you said earlier, you know, we, we want to make something great and just have fun with it. But I mean, you guys really keyed in on on your storytelling. But but how has humor played a role with number one? I mean, during my last Netflix special, uh, there was a, a bottle of number one on the stool right next to me. Uh, you know, the. So it, in some ways, it's always been connected to, to comedy. You know, it's just owned by it's owned by a couple of comedians, and, uh, and you know, and I guess because people listen to them a little bit more, it gives us a bigger platform. The comedy does that. May, maybe in that way, the liquor is connected to the comedy somewhat. I've always felt uh, well. I grew up in hospitality. My family came here when I was two years old, and I grew up in hotels and restaurants. And my my dad was a waiter, and my mother was a housekeeper. Uh, but I but I and and I, and I grew up bartending and waiting tables. And, and I, I learned hospitality, even in our comedy, you know, we're in hospitality, we're there to, to, to make sure people have a good time. And so I think um, we've just always applied fun to what we do. Yeah. My, my goal, is, uh, not just for my comedy shows, but when I tour with Ron, because I'm the guy, you know, making sure everything goes right with the tequila. And, and even if we're part of a golf tournament or a music festival as number one, uh, I kind of try to make sure that I, I always relate it to when you go to the movie theater and you're leaving the movie theater and you talk to your friend eventually about the movie that you just saw and you start to discuss, was that worth my time? Yeah. Was it worth my money? Did we, and so I always uh, kind of keep that in my mind. And I think I want people to leave anything that we have something to do with where number one is there and on their way to the car say, I can't wait to give those guys my money again because they brought it. They gave a shit. They cared about us. They engaged us. And we had a damn good time. And I got a buzz, you know. And, and, and so I, I take my hospitality background in, into everything I do. So, Doug, if I may, I just want to tell a quick story. Working a show of Ron's in Las Vegas one day, I'm in the lobby. And a father and son, the father was probably in his 80s. The son was in his late 50s. And they came up to me, and I've got the tequila there. And he just said, look, this is, my father has got stage 4 cancer. And when we, I was growing up, we listened to Ron White all the time, and we didn't always get along, but this is something that we always had together. And so we wanted to do one last trip, and my dad picked a Ron White show. And can we do a quick shot of tequila because this is one of the biggest moments of my life. And, I, and they thought I was Ron's son. 
I, I didn't want to tell him that Ron and only we're only 10 <laughs> years apart. But uh, the, the fact of the matter was that Ron's comedy, Alex's comedy, is has gone on you know 30 plus years, and that just doesn't happen very often in this. But it's something that people can relate to, and they can go back years, yeah. and and it really ties them together. And then when you bring the tequila in, and have that moment, and it was I teared up hugging those guys and taking pictures with them because it was so sincere. And that's one thing about Ron and Alex, everything they do, it is very sincere and they put their heart and soul into it. And they've done that with their comedy their whole career. And they've done this with the tequila. Yeah, it's special. I mean, Ron, Alex, you, you guys, you know, you may think, hey, we're just going up there telling stories of our lives or telling jokes. And and it's more than that. I mean, just this the impact you're having on people. And then, you know, to bring tequila into it, just to bring it all together with them, that that's pretty special. You've you've released this the standard lineup of Blanco, Reposado, and Extra Añejo. And then not too long ago, you came out with the One in a Million XA, which has some some serious age on it. Let's go ahead and, and get into the tequila and start with the Blanco. I, you know, as we've been talking, it's been important for you guys to have a high quality tequila made mature agaves, water, and yeast. That's it. Not cutting any corners, just pure, pure tequila there. I mean, not just for you guys, but for your fans to enjoy all over the world. I know you, when you first had it, you said, whoa, this was the best we've ever had. Walk us through a little bit of, you know, the, the process of how it's made uh, with your Blanco tequila. The Blanco is, uh, it starts with fully mature plants, fully mature plants, seven to eight years, reaching that sugar content that Nestor looks for. And then, uh, and then we, uh, we double distill. They add uh, volcanic uh, uh, spring water in the yeast to distill, and it's a double distillation process. And, and, and that is it. As Ron likes to say, it's uh, it's uh, agave, uh, spring water, and love, and, uh, and 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 that's what goes into the blanco. And it's a, because we're a lowland tequila, the the flavors are earthy, a little more earthy, not not as floral as the highlands. Yeah. And that's the foundation. You know that as well as we do. That's the foundation of every tequila brand is the blanco tequila. And and I'm so proud of our blanco because you can. You can keep it in the freezer. You can shoot it at room temperature. You can sip it. You can mix it. And all of the time, you feel a beautiful flavor and a sustain. Yeah. A lot of good tequila. There's a lot of tequilas that you can taste and you go, man, that's nice. It doesn't offend. Our tequila doesn't offend. Plenty of them offend. And you make that tequila face. But ours doesn't offend. It's gorgeous throughout. But the sustain is gorgeous. And, and a lot of tequilas that are easy to drink. Three seconds later, you don't, you're not feeling it right here. And, and you can't say that about number one. I mean, there's, there's a nice linger that, that hangs with you. They're going old school methods, brick oven, long time, cooking them low and slow there, going through, you know, roller mill for, for extraction and maceration there, and then fermentation and distillation and just a, a real clean, pure Blanco. And, and then you guys did decide to put some in barrels. They had some there in barrels with the Reposado. And, and this is, this is a, a double barrel Reposado that you guys, you're, you're doing a few different things with the barrels. What, what can you tell me about that? It's two barrels. Nine months each barrel, just shy of a year. And one is a French cognac barrel, and the other is an American bourbon barrel. Okay. Then we take those two barrels and blend. So technically, you have two full-bodied reposados coming together and blended into one, which is which is just magic. It's complex. It's uh, it's pretty. It's the spiciest of of our three expressions. Um, and, but it's the one that I, that I go to the most. Yeah. I mean, on the nose to me, that French Oak, I mean, that French Oak comes through on the nose there. There's a sweetness, you know, we, we got on that Blanco, we got, I got some brininess. We get that sweetness there. We get that low lens I mean, there's a little pepper there and, and that's great to sip on plays well in a cocktail, but, but this Reposado, I mean, we start to get, you know, there's a little, those barrels, I mean, they really start to impact this flavor profile, but still very well balanced. That agave still there, a little sweetness and, and, and a really enjoyable reposado here to, to sip on neat. I would put it in a ring against anybody's añejo and, and it's, it's, it's that good. And, and it, that is the reason, that is one of the reasons that we don't carry the añejo. They make a beautiful añejo, uh, but their añejo, they age just in the bourbon barrel which is exactly what they do at Rivesca with the extra añejo. And I thought, why do I want to have one, four bottles? Uh, but also, why would I have two bottles that are so similar? And I wanted, I wanted to get to that extra añejo because that is the one that Ron 
when we drank it the first time said, Alex, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. And, and how do you, how do you leave that bottle behind? You don't leave that bottle behind. Yeah, this is a full bodied this repo, like you said. I mean, you you've got some serious age here. This is this is full bodied. As you guys are sharing this out on the road, Rich, as as you're going into stores, I'm sure you're you're saying, Hey, try try this. Or somebody say I'm not a tequila drinker, they try this and they go, Okay, let, I can I can get behind this. You know what we always tell everyone we're very much agave forward. We're very proud of our agave. When you taste that reposado with someone I usually just look at them because I want to see their facial expression because it's not the vanilla bomb. It's not the oak bomb. The mouth feels completely different. Alex talks about the sustain. I always tell people a few minutes after they drink, drink it, take that deep breath and let it just fill their mouth, fill their chest. So you just get that residual flavor. There's none of that phenyl alcohol burn that, that you get with other tequilas. And so to me, for the price and what it is, it's just to me such a great value, a great you know, authentic style of reposado. We're, we're just very proud. Uh, you talked about the Blanco, that pepper in the finish. I always look at their expression as they taste that agave, that natural sweetness. But then once they get to that extra añejo, that's just just a special drink. And, and as you said, you know, we, we do jump over the añejo. You guys with number one don't have an añejo because you said, hey, we, we were kind of similar here with this extended age for this reposado. As most are going to be in that three to six month range. And, and you guys are going farther than that. You have this extra añejo. This extra añejo, uh, around three and a half years or so. Correct. Ron, I, I've always pictured you all the years in your career as you know cigar and, and scotch. And so I can see wh- why when you first had this, you said, yeah, this is something that's going to be in my glass. What can you guys tell us about this extra añejo? That bottle of uh, tequila fit me like a glove. Uh, you know, it was, <laughs> one, it, was, it was so much easier on my body physically i mean just so much easier than just uh than that's than the scotch was i i you know it i loved the way it tastes i loved how easy it was to drink but i also loved what tequila was doing to me that uh that that scotch was not doing for me uh scotch i woke up rough i drank a lot and i admit that uh, i drank a lot but i woke up really really rough on most days of my 50 years of my life and uh but when I switched over to tequila, I woke up feeling better, you know, and uh, yeah. and and which and I think that's what helped me really fall deeply in love with with tequila was I can tell this is the way for me. This is this is something that works better for me physically. And then it turned out I'd really gone at it a little harder than I thought. And, uh, you know, the doctors were saying you need, you need to let it all go for, you know, for now and maybe forever or whatever. So but. You know, I, I know that 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 was the best. Uh, that was the, of all the, the whole liquor I went at. You know, that number one extra in Yale was the that's the one I fell in love with. That's my true love of uh, liquor, right there in your hand. So, Alex, in, in the barrel here, are we doing any French? influence here or is this just american no. oak this is just american oak for this extra añejo on the extra añejo it is strictly the american retired bourbon barrel uh and in, in three and a half years it speaks for itself six yeah. six gold medals. i was just in uh, san diego not that long ago at, uh, at a, the largest hotel in san diego and their mixologist was making old fashions and he said do you mind if i take that bottle and start working on some old-fashioned recipes i wasn't planning on staying the night at that hotel uh, by the time we ended up drinking so many old fashions, I got a room for the night. That was one of the best cocktails I've ever had in my life. And it's because of the quality of this drink and because of the complex flavors. Now, uh, you have to tone down the, the simple syrup a little bit. And they, they used a brown sugar yeah. simple syrup. But was just a fantastic cocktail. And now I've got places across the country that are making old fashions with this tequila, just really doing something different. But to me, this is just one of the great special alcohols out there and it's at a very reasonable price i've drank thirty thousand dollar bottles of scotch you know five thousand dollar bottles of tequila for what this costs to me this is just one of the great values out there yeah i mean great great color and and the flavor here i mean it it is a different because different barrels from the reposado there is a little bit of a different profile here but it it does have that dna of where we started with with that blanco i I do a lot of tasting events and and i love sharing the story and and a couple weeks ago I, i did a tasting event for 
10 or 12 bankers. And, and I brought this XA and said, Hey guys, try this. And every single one of them just said, where can I get this? What is this? I mean, they absolutely love this. It's not over oaked for three and a half years. I mean, that's a lot of time in the barrel. I think what constantly comes through is the agave and, and, and it's, it's just so present. And, and, and one of my favorite things about our three expressions is they're all beautiful, but they feel different. And yet they have this common denominator of that agave. Yeah. Uh, the Blanco is just clean. The Reposado has all those different flavors and, and, and notes coming at you. And the Extrañejo is just that solid wood. But at the same time, that common denominator of the agave, they, 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 they all taste different, which is really special because a lot of tequila brands their three or four expressions are very similar to each yeah. other. You can just feel the age, but these are genuinely different. But yet the best part is they all make you feel exactly the same. And that's what we're really after that buzz, you know, that, that fun, that lighthearted, uh, festive, as Ron says, makes you want to dance. Buzz. Well, it's a stimulant instead of a depressant. That's why people should drink it right there. <laughs> yeah. Get up and go. Get up and go. Alex, you said you said three, but but you do have a fourth. Uh, you know, not too long ago, you guys did release <laughs> a, a very special, limited amount of bottles. This is one in a million, close to a ten year extra añejo that that you guys. I mean, beautiful packaging through and through. I mean, the box, everything, telling showing photos of of you guys there. I mean, just really again telling that story, working with Nestor on this. What can you tell me about this? Because you guys, I mean, was this from the first batch or I mean? Yeah, what's what's really cool about the, this one in a million is uh, uh, the first time Ron went and I went there, fell in love with everything, decided to do this. And, and then we went back uh, another time. And on the second uh, time that we went and now we're starting to put packages together. Right. But but the tequila that was going into the bottles, the Blanco, the Reposado, the Extra Añejo was tequila that Nestor had already made. Obviously, he'd been growing it for seven to eight years. He had the Reposado aging it all that time, the Extra Añejo. But when Ron and I went that second time, we went out into the fields with them and we actually uh, assisted for a little while in the harvesting. We got to, we got to, you know, we were jimadores and uh, and we loaded, we loaded the truck. I've done it. It's hard work. It is. And we uh, we helped load it in the truck. We helped throw it into the oven. We watched the double distillation process. And as we started, but this was our batch. We knew it was, you know, this is what we had. Yeah. And and as we started to put some of that tequila away for Blanco tequila, some of it for Reposado, there was uh, there was twenty five hundred uh, liters that that we just said let's leave that. And it was very tempting to take it at three and a half years because our extra añejo was so popular. And but we were like, let's just leave that. But we we hung on to it. We hung on to it and we hung on to it. And and we were too young to do anything with it at the time. But when we reached our 10 year anniversary, I said, let's pull it. And and I got to tell you, I was nervous when we first tapped into those barrels, because sometimes when it sits in the barrel that long, it cannot be it can be bad or it can be offensive some way or who knows what it's going to be but uh when we drank it the first time i was just blown away because i love our extra añejo uh but this one in a million it was and what's amazing is you could still taste the agave yeah very balanced shocked that there's a well balanced you know it takes that three and a half year and just continues that party going and continues Mm. to deepen with flavors but it's it's balanced. It's not overly oaked. It's not you know a caramel bomb. It's not this you know just barrel. And and it's it's I mean that's it's rare to be able to have tequila that long in a barrel and not go is this a whiskey? This is really getting a lot of barrel contribution. So I mean it speaks to Nestor's ability and and just everything with this tequila for it to come out after close to ten years. And, and just be super well balanced. I think it's still a testament to the, to those plants, you know, to the maturity of those plants and, and that sugar content. And, uh, and, and again, we only had 2,500 liters. So if you have one of those bottles that are numbered, hang on to it for the special. It 3, I, I personally was bought it, three of them. Was it 3,000 bottles? Is that? 3,000. Okay. 3,000 3, bottles and they're gone. And uh, I have the number one bottle. Ron has the number two. Rich, I think you have number five. 
number number <laughs> number three. Forgive me, forgive me, Rich. Uh, I bought uh, two for my kids, and they're like number 180, 190 or something. Okay. But uh, uh, those are those are special special bottles, and 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 there will be a one in a million Roman numeral two. Uh, that that's coming down the road someday. We don't know what it is yet. Okay. But uh, but but as we continue to grow and people uh, learn the history and the story of number Juan tequila, there's there's going to be little collectors items that will and and they'll look different. I bought sixteen of them. Did you really? And and I, and I don't drink, but yeah, they make a lovely gift. I got a closet full of them. I have a whole closet full of them. But they make lovely gifts for special friends that you yeah. know had some impact. I, I know what I'm getting for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, Doug, I worked an event in California last week, and I had a tequila influencer come up to the table, and I brought the bottle out. And the thing that I've heard over and over again, whether it's just someone that loves tequila or an actual influencer that really you know spends time on on tequila, is they say well balanced, silky, and I've heard just elegant and sexy because this tequila is so refined you still have all the characteristics i get the dried local fruits i get the little touch just a touch of vanilla with the touch of oak and but everything comes yeah. together with the agave and it's just such an elegant drink of tequila and what i tell people it's just rare there's just not much of it out there there's a few cases left around the country and i say if you see it buy it because it's not egg salad it's not going to go bad and we know people very good friends of ours that that bought it to every year on their anniversary to have a drink. And I'm like, what happens once yeah. you're done with the bottle? And he's like, well, then, we, then we're then we done. We get divorced, we move on with our lives. But this, <laughs> to me, is just one of those elegant bottles of, of liquor, doesn't matter if it's tequila or cognac, that's just something that's special and rare. Yeah, I bet. Again, for you guys to to, to really be there. I mean, this was your, your sipping tequila that you helped load those agaves in the, I mean, that's that's a pretty special thing for you guys. You, know, you look at the packaging, you see photos of you guys 10 years ago in those fields. You know, Ron, you talk about that, them harvesting those agaves. I mean, I, I, I've done one and it took everything in me. And Carlos Camarena looked at me and said, could you do 125 more? And I said, no. And he said, well, that's what no. these guys do every no. day. And, and you know, for you guys to be hands-on. How long do you think I last with these hands? <laughs> <laughs> you got to have stand, hands of stone. I, I know all of you guys, you know, your careers, you, you've done some pretty amazing things. Ron, what's it been like for you for the past 10, 12 years to be on this journey, to be able to share this story and to also impact the distillery and the people working there? What what does that meant for you as you think back to, to this project when, when Alex first said, hey, you want to come in on this? I'm, I'm sorry I brought you in on this. It, it's turned out to be a pretty special story. But what does it meant to you? Yeah, you know, I've had a a, a really, really uh, blessed life with a lot of cool aspects to it, you know, and, and it's just one of the things about about my life that I really enjoy is my friends. I think that that's what keeps me young is my friends. It's, it, the tequila side, that's a business deal, but it, but it keeps me in contact uh, with my friends and we have a, a common goal and an interest and you know, and it, it keeps those relationships fresh and thriving. And I think that's what uh, I think that's the most important thing all of us could have in our life is is, uh, is friendships and and common goals and, and things of that nature. I, I think that's what makes us go. Alex, how about how about for you? What's it meant for you as you think back? I've got to echo that sentiment. Uh, I've got to echo that sentiment uh, because, you know, as, as I, you know, in, in the part of my show where I kind of talk about the tequila I say, hey, I love it. And they, they can see me drinking it. They see how much I love it. They see how much I want to share it. They see how proud I am of it. But I let them know. But my favorite part is that I share it with one of my best friends and, and, and the times that we've had. Because we've we've had so many great times over 35 years. And, and, and this tequila project is just 12 years of that. And, and But it's, it's, it's special. It's special every time I look at the bottle. Uh, I think of my relationship with Rich Espy, uh, with our other partners, Fernando um, Del Toro, John Henner and Craig Turner, and, and the people that work with us. You know, every everyone that works at Number Juan Tequila is, I don't think anybody's been with us, uh, known us less than 15 to 20 years. You know, yeah. uh, Rich is, uh, my kids are, are participating in, in, in parts of the company. Rich's kids participate. Our wives are fully involved in it. You, you saw just to get Ron on this uh, podcast tonight, Jeannie was a major part of, of making hard. it happen. 
Yeah. We we are a we are a family unit and and that comes from the distillery and it, it, and again it's it's two beautiful true stories merged into one and so it's special. It's special. It's it's special to share this. It's from the heart. Yeah. It's from the heart. And and Rich, I'm sure these guys give you a bunch of crap. I mean, he, I mean, Alex just thought you got bottle number <laughs> five instead of bottle number three. But I also know that they're they're very thankful for all the hard work that that you've done to to do a lot of the logistics and and a lot of the things that allow them to to go out there and have fun with this. Uh, so I'm sure it's been pretty special for you to be a part of this team. I mean, you've got the vest on right now, and it says number one. So you're 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 proud to to display that logo. You know, it's funny. Ron gives me grief. He goes, "Why aren't you more cheery?" on the phone i gotta work on your answer when i call you you always sound so serious on the phone <laughs> it's awful Hello. like just stop it stop it i was telling my daughter the other day i said you know so many people live lives of quiet desperation which is a famous quote that's not us and it's hard so the tequila business right now there's so many brands there's so many things out there's there's so many factors that affect things with the economy with politics and stuff like that and our mission is just to make the best product we can and go out and have fun. But one thing with us is we're, we're up for the challenge. We're up for the fight. We've got amazing partners. Uh, the accounts and the, the people that have found us have fell in love with us. We engage with them. I mean, the social media, it's one of us that's answering all the stuff day in and day out. Uh, we have a post that just went out yesterday. That, Ron, just so you know, we're, we're almost at 400,000 views already. And I'll spend hours every day trying to answer as many of those customers and stuff as, as we have because we are a small group. But one thing that we are is we're passionate, we care, and we love the industry. I've always said if you're in the alcohol business, it's got to be in your blood. You cannot fake this. You can't stick your little toe in. And for other people that try to get in, I always tell them you can't honk as you drive by an account and wave at them. You have to pull the car in, get out of the car, cut boxes, and do the old school things that built this industry. And that's one thing that we're all up for. And so working with these guys is an absolute pleasure day in and day out. And we're living our dream every single day. And we're just so fortunate to be in this industry and be with the company that we're with. There's no other place I'd rather be. Shorter, funnier. <laughs> that's the key <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the key <laughs> guys thank you so much for making the time to come on the show it, it, it's great to hear the the passion for quality made tequila for people that want to learn more about the brand they can go to number one tequila.com people can purchase the tequila there whether that's in the u.s or in canada you guys it's very easy they can go right there and they can say you know buy this tequila and you know rich we you mentioned i mean the prices very affordable. We've seen tequila prices over the past year really go crazy. And you guys are going, hey, we want to put out a product that is well-made, great quality. And it's something that you know anybody can really afford to to buy this and to enjoy this. So uh, you can go to number one tequila.com. And then I know both of you guys are still hitting the road pretty hard with your comedy. Uh, AlexRamundo.com for tour dates. And then Ron, you're at tatersalad.com for all of your dates and other information. Is that correct? That is correct. I, I am posting some dates. I didn't have any dates this year outside of uh, uh, Rogan's Club in Austin. So, but I am doing 25 big dates next year. So I don't know where they are when they start. Most of them are in January or February. I don't know. Okay. So people, but people can go to tatersalad.com yeah, tater to, to see those dates and to see if they, if they want to come out on the road. And, and then Alex, I know you're, you're getting ready to get back out on the road as well. So alexramundo.com where they can see all of your tour dates. Yes. Uh, and if you can't spell Raymundo, just go to alexcomedy.com. It'll take you to the same place. But uh, you know what? I encourage anyone uh, that, that, that uh, listens to everything that you do, Doug, and, and thank you for doing what you do because you're shedding a light on, on, on tequila. Absolutely. Thank you for this. That is, is what we need. Yeah, well, thank um, you. I, I encourage you to, to follow our social media, where, whether it be mine, my, my Instagram, my Facebook, Ron's Instagram, Ron's Facebook, uh, or number one, tequilas, because if you, if you follow either of the three, you'll, you'll – You'll be integrated into the others, uh, but we're having fun all along the way, and 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 you can uh, you can join in the party, which is what we do everywhere we go, and 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 so we encourage you. We encourage you. We're looking and, for a fourth musketeer. <laughs> we're sending you bottle number six. <laughs> let's do it. let's do it. And, and and you said party. I've heard also that if if you're going to Cabo, if you're visiting Cabo. 
you can set up the mm-hmm. number one yacht charter and have a great time. That there's a few number one yachts in Cabo that that people can charter. The only tequila on there is number one, and they can go out there and have a great time. Is that is that is that accurate? That is accurate, and that is CaboYachtCharters.com, and that is a number one destination now in Cabo, and that is one of our partners, John Henner, who has that company. And 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 I'm telling you, talk about a beautiful time. And while you, I mean, you're in Mexico, you're on the water, you're on a yacht and you're drinking number one tequila. What, you know, what could go wrong? Nothing. This is a hundred foot jumbo azimuth. You can put 25 people on it. It's got a crew of seven. All the food is gourmet, top shelf. Ron White, I'm going to give a Ron White quote, quote, Ron and I are on the boat eating some food. And he looks at me, Rich, I've done some crazy stuff in my life, but this is right up there. So if you get a chance to do it, it's... It's serious. So it sounds like the Agave Social Club needs to put together a 25-person uh, tasting and, and and enjoy to, to do a charter there with the number one yacht club. I, I love it. Guys, thank you so much. Rich, Alex, and Ron, keep keep sharing the story of tequila. Uh, you know, it's such an honor to have you guys on the show. And, uh, man, can't wait to continue to see. You said there may be another one in a million coming out, so excited to see that. But, guys, thank you for, for coming on the show. Cheers and salute. Cheers. Salute. And viva Mexico, everybody. Viva Mexico. Mexico. Salute, guys. Thank you. That was Ron White, Alex Ramundo, and Rich Espy with Number One Tequila. You can go to numberonetequila.com to learn more about the brand and to purchase their tequila. A big thanks to SipTequila.com for supporting the show. I'm Doug Bryce, and thanks for listening.